On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks got their biggest win of the season on Dirk Nowitzki's jersey retirement night, and we didn't get to spend enough time on it, so we're visiting that game, talking about it, what it means for the Mavs going forward. Luka All-Star voting, and is Kawhi going to actually come back? Hmm. We'll talk about all that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. Remember, Locked On Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now. Thanks for getting us to 9,000 subs- subscribers. Let's get to 10K. Let's get there. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks uses a uh, daily fantasy made easy. Use the promo code NBA. Go to the App Store and download the app today. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer, all-around good guy at Mavs.com, the All-Star voting voter. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm already, in my, I'm already in my PJs. I'm ready to go to bed. Um, <laughs> It was a it was a long night last night. It was a it was a great night last night. You know, honoring Dirk Nowitzki. Um, if you're still oh, living man. in that <laughs> hot play, hot play. If you're still living in that moment and uh, loving Dirk and didn't listen to our pod uh, from yesterday, go back and listen to that. As Nick and I were uh, at the game last night, stuck around for a while and um, just soaked in all the nostalgia. We got some of, stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, my bank account is a little lighter. Um, <laughs> might not have gas money this. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it it was fun. But today we got some uh, got some all star voting uh, returns in, and a little bit low number for Luka Doncic. Yeah, the all star voting first round came out, uh, and it always surprises me. It's always like, oh wait, we're doing this already? Like we're already in this? We're already voting for all stars? Um, so yeah, this is, this came out today. I'll go ahead and, and show it to people. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I'll go ahead and just and drop it in right here. You can go ahead and see. We have uh, Luka Doncic, second place among guards in the Western Conference, but he's like 1.8 million behind Steph Curry for number one in the Western guards. Uh, and he also has less votes than Andrew Wiggins, who's a forward, so he's in a different category, but still... Luca having less votes than Andrew Wiggins is just insane to me. Now, remember, this is not the only way that um, this is not the only way that, that these guys make it to a, a starter spot, right? It's fifty percent of it, and so at this point, Luca would would be a starter based on this because he's gonna get picked from from everybody else, according to I mean this list. Like, look at who else is gonna make it over him? Maybe Booker or Paul. Uh, maybe you can make. I was a surprised case. Chris Paul was as low as he was. I just don't think the Phoenix fan base is like not that is not that big though, right? It's a it's a good fan base. Do you think, not do you think Memphis is? But John Morant and the and Grizzlies have been like a surprise, and so that that surprise team you get a little juice, and and he's in a Most lot of highlights. Player the, baby, he's in the highlights and all the dunks and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, there you go. KP did not break into the top ten. I thought maybe there'd be a chance. I saw a little push from some of our Mavs content creators out there. They were trying to push KP into that front court spot, but but nope. 
he did not make it in there. So that's where we are. Go vote Luca. The way that you vote is on NBA.com and go tweet him and, and you know tweet hashtag uh, NBA All Star with with Luca's name and all that. So go get it done. Go get Luke. Go get Luca a for sure spot in the yeah. in the All Star game. Yeah, I was looking at it. Um, the Paul George voting kind of surprised me a little bit. I mean, I know he's in the LA market, but still, um, that one surprised me. I well, think you just Le- look at the rest of the options, right? It's LeBron number one. He's got two million votes. Jokic number two. This is among Western Conference front court players. Jokic number two, one point six million, and then Paul George has a million votes. Then the then the rest of the list is Wiggins, Draymond, Anthony Davis, Towns, Carmelo, Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton. Like the rest of those names, there's not really any that are sticking out that are better than Paul George this year. Yeah, I just as Paul George continues to miss some games, I actually think Draymond will will pass him. I, I think Draymond will get that fifth starting spot. I was pretty much in considering Luca a lock uh for that second guard spot. The only thing that worries me a little bit is how much time he might, you know, I don't know how much time he's going to miss with the ankle thing. He's doubtful for Friday's game and, you know, in Houston. Plus the time so, he's already missed, right? That, that yeah. Happens. Plus, the, plus, the already, but I was already, I was picturing, I was talking to somebody about this the other day about his all star stuff. And I'm like, all right, he's going to, you know, he's back now. He's going to continue playing. They're going to win some games. I think they'll go on a little bit of run. And you can't tell me if the Mavericks are a top six possibly a top five team in the West and Luca's averaging 26, 27 points, nine and nine that he's not going to be a starter considering the fan vote too. But let's just see what the injury looks. I still think he gets it over jaw, but I think the media and players are going to be really in jaws camp, especially if Luca misses some time. Luca is doubtful for the Rockets game. KP Boban and, and Isaiah Thomas still are out with health and safety protocols in that game. So we'll mention that while we're talking about all-star voting though, let's throw in one of our five-star Apple podcast mailbag questions. If you want to get a question answered on the podcast, submit a five-star Apple podcast review in Apple podcasts, and we will answer it on the show. This one's from Rashav. He asks, what's up, Nick and Isaac. My question is, what all-star would be the worst fit on the Mavs? Kind of a, a fun question. So I wanted to take the all-star voting we have, and let's just say the voting was 100% of, of what counts to be a starter. Which of these all-stars would be the worst fit with Luka right now? LeBron, Jokic, Paul George, Steph Curry. They'll put John Morant there instead of instead of Luka. Lebr- uh, Durant, Giannis, Embiid, DeRozan, or Harden? Which one do you think would be the worst fit? I mean, I'll just go ahead and fully lean into it, and I'll say DeMar DeRozan. No, come on. I think Harden's a worse fit than DeRozan even. Mm. You think so? Especially the way Harden's been playing and the way DeRozan's been playing this year. If we're going to go here's, based off Here's of my thing. Based off just this year, yes, yeah. because De- DeRozan's shooting. Because, you know, the whole DeRozan dialogue, any any player dialogue out there is like if you have an opinion on a player and then a player, you know, changes something drastically, which DeRozan has he's changed his game drastically he's added the playmaking uh, yeah well he's he's always been a little bit of playmaker but he's gotten better at it but he's shooting a three really really well this year his percentage is as high as in his career so if if you think that's you know sustainable then you go with DeRozan but my my mind goes to you know Harden over him because Harden's always been a, a good three-point shooter so but I sure. threw I threw John there. Should should Ja be the one that we we think of as the worst fit based on just all the rest of these guys? I mean, I, I mean, I guess so. But I I just freaking love John Moran. Like, I just, <laughs> I, and I think he's I think he's a good defender. I don't think he's you know first team all defense, but I like his defense more than more than Harden's or DeRozan's. 
Sure. Fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other big news of the day is that Kawhi Leonard may come back at some point this season. Um, Chris Haynes had a whole report about it. And so uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, the implications about that. But the Mavericks got a huge win against the Golden State Warriors the other night. We talked about it in the third segment of yesterday's show, but I want to break it down and talk about it a little bit more and talk about are the Mavericks finally going in a really good direction? We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's the best daily fantasy prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other daily daily fantasy prop operator on the market. You just go to Prize Picks, you sign in. You can check out all the props and all the things available for you um, to bet on. So go ahead and uh, and check it out right now. Let's say they have this uh, Kansas City-Denver game, NFL. You can pick Patrick Mahomes, 265 and a half yards. You can go over-under on that one. You can go also go over to Dak Prescott. Let's say you're feeling good about Dak against the Eagles. Go over on Dak. Go under on Mahomes. You can what's, bet- Dak's, what's Dak's number at? 250. Oh, give me the over on that. Yeah, over on that one. Let's say we'll, we'll go the under on Mahomes or something because maybe they don't need to play as as hard in that game. Uh, put down twenty bucks and you can win forty bucks on Prize Picks. So go check it out, PrizePicks.com, and uh, use the promo code NBA in your app store. Download the app. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, I want to tell you about Shopify. If you have a small business, you need to check out Shopify. It gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale, all the way up. It's all the things that you need. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash NBA right now. Again, shopify.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about this game a little bit because I, I didn't think we gave it an, enough time. So I just want to have one more conversation about it. Mavericks get this win over the Golden State Warriors, the best team in the NBA so far until Kyrie just came back. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Nets team maybe give them a run for their money. But the Mavs hold them to 82 points, the lowest scoring output for the Warriors this whole season. The Mavericks have had this run of some really good defensive games. Did we finally see the Mavericks... Put it all together in a game against the Warriors, where this is what we've been building towards. Jason Kidd in you know the offseason said, This year we're gonna play a little defense. And now we, we're finally seeing it. We kind of clowned him for it a little bit, and now we're finally seeing it over this stretch. Are the Mavericks starting to go in the right direction based on this game? Remember when Rick said it last training camp and like, hey, defense. And the one before that, and the one before that, and then the one before that. No, I mean it, you know, this it's the fifth game in a row. We, we've said some of the stuff, but fifth game in a row, they've held our opponent under 100 points, third in a row under 90. Um, I think it was a combination of, yes, they were playing good defense. Uh, they're trying harder on defense. I know that sounds really cliche, but they're rotating faster, closing out they better. Um, you know, they're just kind of putting that together. Now, I think the bigger question is, what does this look like when you have your three best players together? Because it started, you know, d- this little defensive run here, you know, started with a couple of games with KP in. Luca was still out. KP goes into protocols. Luca comes back. That it continues to be a good defense. But what does it look like when Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Jalen Brunson all on the floor together? Can they still maintain a top defense in the league right now? I think that's the bigger question right now. 
It's going to be interesting when KP comes back. Now, the Mavericks are probably going to be without Luka in this game on Friday, so we won't see either, either of those guys. And um, the question is, you know, can Brunson and Tim Hardaway Jr. play together, right? There's this combination of these four players the Mavs need for their offense to work. Luka, Brunson, KP, and Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Like Some combination of those guys kind of have to be on the floor or else the Mavericks offense just is a shrug, right? Like, you're like what, are, yeah. what are you doing at that point? But you can't play three of them together, it seems like. Or can you get away with Luka, Brunson, and Porzingis? Is Porzingis playing good enough defense this season to you know to to be able to put him out there with those two other guys? So it's an interesting question for Jason Kidd. It feels to me like he's finally understanding the personnel on the Mavericks team. Him and him and the rest of the assistants are finally understanding the personnel that they have and putting good you know, rotations together and finally figuring out okay, these are the guys that need to play in a moment like this. We'll. You know, we'll sit Tim in this moment. We'll bring back Brunson in this moment. We need some more playmaking. We'll bring it back Reggie Bullock. We'll only play Sterling Brown off the bench as a wing, right? They're, they're starting to try and figure that th- those things out. Yeah, and you got Frank Nilekina that's just not playing. He's not even in a rotation right now. Yeah. And that's where, I, you know, him, Marquise Chris, these are two guys that I think are, are capable of being in the, in the rotation. They're just the odd man out right now. So, Going into this trade, Did you put deadline. Josh Green in there too, or no? I, um, I mean, yeah, I guess the Warriors. He only played like five, six minutes in the game, right. but you know, he has been playing, you know, over ten in in that what eighth man role, something like that. So, but it, it just, I think it, it's more of it shows you that if they do make a trade coming up in the next few weeks, a three for one, a two for one, or something like that, that they have some guys on the back. I think if you see some, especially if it's not like a bigger deal, if you see a bench move or a, you know, a fifth starter type of trade and it's like a three for one, you know, type of trade, it's more of, yeah, you're getting the, the better player back in the deal, but it's also a belief in these guys like Marquise Chris or a, you know, Frank Nilakina that they believe they they should be part of the rotation. So they almost have, I know if you're not a huge believer in the roster right now, you're, you're going to hate this line, mm-hmm. but they almost have like too many guys in, in the sense of, you know, like Nilakina was starting and I thought playing decent basketball for a little stretch there. And now he's just not even in the rotation. So I don't think he's that bad to not be in the rotation. It's just, they have too many guys in that category of rotation players right now. Yeah. It's like the food pyramid, right? It's have too many grains. <laughs> need some, need some yeah. more of, the, of those top level ones, right? Need yeah. to move some of the guys up the up the pyramid, um, but they have a lot down in this area, which is is fine and it's good because they have some guys to replace, and which is why they're able to keep it steady while while Luca and KP have been out. But but yeah, um, the other thing from this game is the impact of Dorian Finney Smith. I was watching back some of it from you know from from last night, and I was just watching Dorian and just thinking, man, like this guy, he really put it all together for him. Defending Steph, like just being, just being a long defender, being able to, to stick with him in, in just the certain ways that he was. Now, obviously Steph still got off shots and Steph just missed shots, right? The Warriors lost yeah. to the Pelicans, the, you know, tonight. So this Warriors team is in a funk right now, but Dorian made it hard for Steph at times and him doing that. Plus scoring 17 points is Second leading scorer for the Mavs, hitting four threes, nine boards, three offensive rebounds, two blocks, uh, only one turnover, and he was you know, positive nine in the game, the minutes that he played. We're going to talk about Dorian in the third segment. Is he the biggest bargain in the NBA right now? Is he the best, like the most, the best contract in the NBA based on uh, non-rookie deals? Because there's obviously like Luca's making ten million, right? <laughs> Luca's yeah. the best bar- the best contract in the NBA right now. But is Dorian the best bargain? We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, 
But let's talk about Kawhi because Kawhi may come back. This is from uh, Chris Haynes. He reported that <laughs> this this report that comes out for all these injured players now. Everybody is feeling really good about the about you know his prog- about the progress of this player, and he's ahead of schedule in his rehab. But he says that you know Kawhi Leonard now is ahead of schedule in rehab from a torn ACL with a strong possibility of a return this season. What are the implications for the Mavericks if Kawhi comes back? And let me tell you what the first one is. If Kawhi comes back right before the playoffs, doesn't matter what time, but for the playoffs, let's say he's back for the first round. The Dallas Mavericks and LA Clippers will play in the first round. No. I have no doubts. If Stop Kawhi it. does come back, it's just going to happen again. Stop it. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's just it's just the way the universe works at this point. No, I don't think they'll they'll play uh, in the first round. I mean, they're close right now. I mean, Mavericks are the five and Clippers are the seventh. They're hovering around that that spot right there, right? Like that that three six four five. Yeah, I mean, it had to be like a four five matchup because I, I don't think anybody's you know getting close to cracking that top three with Utah. Um, you know, Utah, Phoenix, and Golden State. We got a while so. left, and Utah's hitting the hitting some COVID outages right now. So now it would be wild if it, it was a playing game. <laughs> uh, that would just be you know, insane, <sighs> mind blowing. <laughs> One game, but but no, I mean, I, I think you know this isn't groundbreaking news here, but you know we're all looking at this this middle set of teams and looking at Denver, looking at the Clippers, and saying, all right, Denver's missing. I mean, Denver's really bad as far as injuries right now. Not <laughs> just Jamal Murray; they've they're missing a ton of people. And you know the Clippers thing. I mean, with Paul George being out, they just I don't know. I just I hate their roster. But it's you know if they get Kawhi back and Paul George at the end of the season. Are you more scared of them than the Lakers if you're one of those top three seeds? Yeah, I mean, I was more scared of them at full strength like last year, right? Even with the Lakers playing better basketball than they are this year, which is kind of wild to say. But um, yeah, I think but, I think I think I would be. But for a Mavericks angle, you're pretty much looking at three seeds. Like a lot of these teams are fighting for three seeds. It, like Utah, you know, Utah, Golden State, Phoenix are probably going to finish in the top three. I think it would surprise a lot of people if one of those three fall out. Yeah. So you're looking at you. You have to finish in the top six to avoid the play in. So four, five, six. Memphis has a five game lead on, on the Mavs right now. From you know the difference between a four seed and the five seed. You know, that stuff can change. Obviously, COVID can change everything in this league super fast. We all know this. But it's this group, man. It's the group of, you know, if you want to take the Spurs out of it, which they're even three games back from the Timberwolves for nine. <laughs> but you got this group of, like, Dallas, the Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Timberwolves that are all within a two-game span of each other. So it's just a matter. I, I mean, it sucks, but it's just a matter of who's going to be healthier in the, that second half of the season. Yeah, it really does. You win two games in in the, this Western Conference stretch, and you're the five seed like the Mavs are right now. You lose two games, and all of a sudden you're the nine seed like the Mavs were like last week. <laughs> right? Just yeah, and it, and this sounds it this sounds kind of crazy to say this, but we're three games away from the season being halfway over. And it, like we're almost at the halfway point, I and mean, we're going to be at the halfway point next next week. That's insane. That you know the season's halfway done already. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I mean, who knows what this Kawhi Leonard could be coming back earlier than you know 
a strong possibility to return this season. Like, what state? My first question was, okay, what state would he be in? Right? Like, it, he's not going to be the Kawhi the Mavs saw in the playoffs last year. Right? There's just no way. But, but I don't a, know if he, he comes back strength. though. I don't know if he comes back though if he's not going to be full strength. I would almost view it as if no, he's but back. He would, like he's last be year, back. last year he was playing and like he he was playing up until that point. It warmed up for the playoffs. Right? If he comes back and he's yes at full strength, but not in full condition, full. You know, rhythm, like all that's what I'm saying, all that kind of stuff. If he's in, I'm still scared of freaking Kawhi. Sure. Yeah. As yeah. it should be. Now, the Mavs defense is a little better this year, and they got a couple guys, more guys they can throw at him. They're, they would no longer be throwing Steph Cur- or Seth Curry at, at Kawhi to guard him, no. right? No. They're, they're several seasons removed from that. But all right, coming up, is Dorian Finney Smith the biggest bargain in the NBA? He's making $4 million this year. He's been playing incredible basketball. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about. We got a list. We got a list, and we, we checked it twice, of players on non-rookie scale deals that are maybe a better bargain than Dorian. Let's see if we can find one. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the best bargain that we have. It's Built Bar. Yeah. It's such a good bargain. Isaac and I literally buy them ourselves. We pay our own money for them. I, I took a picture of you and me uh, <laughs> at the game the other night, and I was eating a Built Bar. And I showed it to my wife, and she laughed. She's like, ha-ha, you had to get the Built Bar in. I did. This is me getting. This is me eating the eating the milk bar with you, just looking at your phone. What am I doing? <laughs> You're just looking at Instagram or something. Uh, but yeah, Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. They have this Built Crave. It's this new bar. Caramel I seen this the other day. It looks with good. With peanuts. It's a good. It's a new uh, bar. I have not tried it yet. I'm interested in it. 160 calories. You have just uh, or you have 17 grams of protein. And if you look at the sugar, there's not that much sugar either. It's it's a bar that's covered in 100% chocolate, delicious. All these bars are awesome. Five grams of sugar. I just finally found it. <laughs> five, five grams of sugar in this bar. Uh, they're great. Go check it out. Coconut brownie chunk is our favorite. Isaac doesn't even like coconut that much, and he still loves this bar. You have to go check it out. There's all kinds of other things. They still have some eggnog flavors left over, caramel macchiato, ruby chocolate, lemon dip cheesecake. Go check it out. Built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order, no matter how many boxes you buy. LOCKED15 is the promo code. Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into our last topic here, and that's Dorian Finney-Smith, man. He has just been on an Love absolute this guy. tear recently. Now, dope, dope. I feel like I start every segment about Dorian like this. We are absolutely 100% no apologies biased on about Dorian because oh, yeah. we, we have followed him literally his first year in the NBA was our first year covering the Mavs in person, and so we have watched his entire career. We've interviewed him. We've talked to him. We've... It was, yeah, 2016-17 was the first, at least the first year I was there. Maybe not for you, um, but yeah, that's it's the first year, and so yeah, because this is our sixth season, yeah, yeah. So we've uh, so we've followed his career and rooted for him. It's one, of, he's one of the people in the NBA we want to succeed the most, but we could still look at him rationally. Last nine games, Dorian, 14 points a game, five boards, one of them was an offensive, two and a half assists a game. That's another thing he's really added is just he's finding an open guy. He's shooting 40% from three with six attempts per game in that stretch, shooting 81% from the line. He's a plus 8.7 in the plus minus uh, on average over this nine game stretch. And the Mavericks are playing really well. The Mavericks are uh, five, six, six and three in that stretch that he's played. And the one game he missed was against Utah where they lost. So this has been an incredible stretch for Dorian and he's really coming into his own. He's really starting to play like the three and D wing with a little extra that the Mavs have always envisioned for him to be. Yeah, I mean, we talk about these guys all the time about having the the solid role players. Every great team has the role players, has the glue guys 
that are cheap, you know, cheap contracts, but they play up to those contracts. And we've always been fans of Dorian and Maxi and these guys. It's the broken record of Mavericks just got to figure out, you know, spot two and three as far as best players on the team. And now we're seeing Dorian even, you know, fly higher, you know, with his wings stretched out here because that, you know, he's averaging a career high in points this year, 10 points a game. He hasn't averaged that. Um, you said assist, you know, three point percentage shooting 38% on the season this since, year. He's, since the start of November, 42% from, from three. Let's go. And, you know, played in all 37 games. He's always been a durable guy, 32 minutes a night. So when you look at, I, I don't know if I would say best, one of the best like bargains in me because without putting like a, uh, like a, a contract number on it because I think you could we could find some guys making like 10 15 million that you're like like this you know Steph Curry contracts of the world but when you look at the bottom of the league of these guys that sign minimum deals up to like five million dollars a year and it's like to be these role player type of guys that's where I looked at my list and I'm like all right I set the bar at five million dollars what who are some of these guys in the league that are making five million dollars or less that are having huge impacts on their team that are for, for these playoff teams specifically that are huge bargains. Dorian is one of these guys. I took it a step further. (laughs) I took it. Is he one of the best bargains? Because when I think of bargains, I do think of that lower number. So yes, I did look at around that $5 million mark. I went up to about 8 million to see, okay, who's in this range where, is there anybody that's a better value than that under like, you know, 9 million basically is what I looked at. Because if you're at 9 million, that's over double what Dorian is making this year. Dorian's making $4 million this year. Um, there's there's 217 players in the league making over $5 million. And the amount of players making more money, annual salary this year than Dorian Finney-Smith is 249 players making man, more, that, more money this year than Dorian Finney-Smith. That's a lot. And we also, we took out rookie scale deals in our actual yep. list. So like... You know, there's uh, there's a bunch of guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander making like four something million dollars, right? He's yeah. obviously a better player than Dorian Finney Smith, right? Uh, and yeah. and it would be a better bargain at this point. There's there's guys like that all throughout all throughout that uh, list of players. But our list, let's take a look at some of these players. So let's take these are the minimum guys. Tell me if if you'd rather have any of these guys over Dorian. These are guys making the minimum: Marcus Aldridge, Iguodala, Carmelo, Trevor Ariza. Avery Bradley, basically the whole Lakers team. Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond is on the minimum. That one's interesting. That one's interesting. Drummond's like uh um is underpaid, I think, right well, now, which is weird. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. Well, I'll stop you on some of these names because so I I made a top five, top five of players under. Oh right, yeah, you go ahead and share. Well, I just said top five. I just looked at. I made a whole list, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna give five players that have made that make under five million dollars. And I was going to stop you because I think two players are on this on my list of Aldridge and Drummond. And, you know, Aldridge is, I mean, he's played a, a crucial role for that Nets team <laughs> to make what he makes. And he, you know, I think he's averaging what 13, maybe 15 points a game. Um, I'm basically a minimum contract. Like that's just, that's dumb to have Aldridge at that number, but that's what you get when you're a Nets team and Drummond, you know, he comes off the bench, uh, but he's still almost averaging nine points a game. Uh, shout out to all the Mavs fans uh, who wanted to um, trade for Drummond. He last was the year. key, Isaac. He was he the was key. the key to success. But yeah, I had both of those guys for minimum contracts. That's that's good value. And that value is, uh, 
in that value is uh like they took less money right <laughs> is yeah, what we're yeah. saying like they took less money to be in those situations uh the other one that i would actually think about is Otto porter he's on a minimum I, he's, for the on, he's on my top five yeah he's in the minimum for the warriors and he's actually playing really well this year it's yeah. i would probably still take dorian over him just as a player but he's mm-hmm. Otto porter's making less money than him um this year so those those are the minimum guys that i that i grabbed that i was like maybe some yeah, of these guys are the only other name I'd, na- I'd add to this, I don't know if he's on the minimum, but I know it's under $5 million, is Bielitsa. And so, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, my top five of this list of non-rookie contract guys making under $5 million was Aldrich Drummond, Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr., and Dorian Finney-Smith. And the thing that even sets Dorian outside of those guys is the fact that Dorian's averaging over 30 minutes a game. He's starting every single game. You know, of all these different lineup combinations that are being thrown out there, he's always the the one that's going to be in yeah. that. 37 games, 37 games started. And he just does all the dirty work to where, like, I think Bielitsa is amazing value for the Warriors, but the dude's averaging, like, what, seven points, and he comes off the bench and plays, I don't know, 15 minutes a game, something like that. Yeah. So it's all he about, plays like... His role. Yeah, he plays this role, he plays it well, but it's all about what's the value of this and even making these type of rankings whenever Dorian's averaging 32 minutes a night and starting every game. So this is this is why it's these exercises that shows I'm like, dang, man, Dorian at this value is insane. Let me throw you the rest of, of the players that I had that were either around his number of 4 million or they're obviously all above the number of 4 million, but are yeah. in that range. Bobby Portis making 4.3. Solid value, yeah. So, a, solid value, still not like a guaranteed starter on a team that, um, you know, is is in the playoffs. Jeff Green and Jermichael Green, both around four point five in that range for the Nuggets. Um, Jeff Green was was really good for the Nets last year. He was sort of in that, uh, kind of in the Lamarcus Aldridge role. Different players, but Taj yeah. Gibson making four point nine. <laughs> tips this guy. Lou Williams making five million. Kendrick Nunn hasn't played yet, but he's making five million for the Lakers. That's another one that's I don't even know what to think about him. A little inflated. And yeah, we have no idea what he's gonna be on the Lakers because we haven't seen him yet. Um Kevon Looney, starter on the Warriors making five point one million. That one that's a, a pretty good deal. That's in the same vein as Dorian right now. Yeah. Just yeah. one just one million dollars more. Yeah. Another weird one, Dennis Schroeder, five point eight million. <laughs> so weird. Him and Rudy Gay making five point eight million. Those are two. Are we guys. sure he brings solid value though? <laughs> he's averaging like eighteen points a game, so he's. No, no, I mean, he's putting I've, numbers up. I've, yeah. Here's one that, that got me thinking. I was like, all right, who's the best bargain in the NBA? This is another one a little inflated because of the team he plays on. Patty Mills making five point eight million dollars. Oh well, yeah. I mean, he's You're, yeah. Yeah. That's his, that's it's one what, of the best bar and that that's why when you say what's the best bargain in the NBA when you start looking at numbers like that like Patty Mills is probably you know one of the top answers to that he's a better basketball <laughs> player than Dorian Finney-Smith Dorian Finney-Smith let's qualify it the best non-ring chasing bargain <laughs> in, the, in the NBA best non-ring chasing non-rookie <laughs> contract guy making yeah we under qualified it twice already <laughs> We Sounds got like an ESPN stat. I know it's like on one of those Thursday things. evenings in the late game <laughs> in the third quarter from the left corner. Averaging Steph Curry's thirty-two point one minutes per game. Right, a uh, couple couple others that are just pretty good bargains. PJ Tucker seven million, Zubat seven point five million, our boy Seth Curry eight point two, Caruso eight point six, Royce O'Neal eight point eight, and Maxi eight point eight. But mm. That's those guys are all making double what Dory makes. So that's yeah. that's what we're talking about. No right white now. side. Didn't know if you. <laughs> here's a couple. Here's four players, and we'll end here that are making more money than Dorian Finney-Smith this year. To not play. 
Monte Ellis. The Lakers are uh, Monte Ellis is still getting paid, but he's not making more than four million this year. The Lakers are still paying our friend Luol Deng five million dollars this year wow. to, not, to not play. This um, sounds, this is a good tweet right here. Miami is paying Ryan Anderson five point two million dollars to not play for them this year. Dang. The Knicks are paying Joachim Noah, Joachim Noah, six point four million dollars to not play this year. And to hang out and do whatever Joe Kim Noah does. And the last one, the name you haven't heard in a long time. Josh Smith. <laughs> the Orlando Magic are playing paying Timothy Mozgov $5.5 million to not play this year. Make that bank. <laughs> I Timmy, should, Bobby I, I Bonilla. Should, I should have tweeted that out during the game the other night. I would have gone. Hey, crazy. I think I think uh on a I think Jared Vanderbilt is a solid deal too. You well, what's he making? He's he's making under five and you would think that it's a rookie contract, but he was he was a second round pick like four years ago. So he already finished that contract and then signed. You know, he was with the Nuggets, then signed with the Timberwolves. And uh, I really like his game, and I think it's a good value for them. That's solid. Obviously, I would still have, I would still pick Dorian over him, but yeah, but I, yeah, I think he has like I mean, it's a similar type of game that I think could like what they ask of him and what you like this defensive guy energy type thing like it's just a good value i think he's just uh Campazo Campazo too i think is a oh yeah it's a good one I, I think he's solid value too coming off the bench i mean he shouldn't be a starter but coming off the bench he's annoying so. yeah he's starter by necessity for that team all their injuries so there you go dorian finney smith one of the best qualified bargains <laughs> in the nba after we did that so there you go i will be back covering the rockets game we'll have a post game for you and then we'll be back obviously on Monday with your episode after the Mavericks go ahead and beat, I'm calling it. They will they will go ahead and beat the Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Luca comes back for that game. And then they play the Bulls at home, American Airlines Center. I'm feeling good on that one. Did so you know DeRozan plays for the Bulls? <laughs> there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!